Welcome back, Stack Attack Squad, to the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast. Your one-stop shop to dominate fantasy baseball and football. Come get some. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Marcella, and my wide receivers, the ex-receiver, Trader Andy. What's going on, my brother? What's going on, man? How are you doing today? Not too much. I almost forgot to press the button to start, so we were <laughs> delayed there. I messed up. I was too worried. My dog's looking for her weed. She's a little depressed because she didn't get uh, any airtime for the puppy bowl, so we got a little CBD going for her, you know, whatever. But how you doing? Huh? Nick, what's good, man? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. All right. You, you guys might notice a little a, a little drawl in my in my uh, my mouth here. I've been watching The Sopranos for the last couple of days. Would you believe? Good. Would you believe I've never watched this before? What? It's a shame. It's a shame. It's an embarrassment. Oh. It's embarrassing. Yeah. It is embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing. I, I, how are you liking it? it? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It starts slow. You know. I've, I've, I think I've watched it uh, two or three times all all through. Yeah. I get trapped in the YouTube short clips of them. It's it's addicting. Uh, see, see, everybody thinks I'm Italian because my last name ends with a vowel, and I've been working in, you know, Brooklyn and, and Staten Island for a good part of two decades. So I have a little bit of that in my voice. It's kind of stuck there, which my wife thinks is BS and thinks I'm faking it. But yeah, just kind of comes. <laughs> you remind me of Remy from uh, Higher so, Learning. So I don't know, man. I you might you might hear me talk about some scongili and some uh, pasta azul today. So we'll see. I don't know. Well, we'll see where we go. So, so uh, yeah, I'm a, a girl dad. I'm enjoying you guys, obviously. I got to do the little icky shuffle, throw the thing down, and there's pink all over the place. Welcome. Welcome. Yes. I, I, I will, I will uh, at, the, at the end of our broadcast today, I will, uh, I will show the video of Andy in tears af- thereafter to show right. the whole world. Yeah, because I'm going to wind up killing a 15-year-old when I get a gun. <laughs> That's all right. All right, guys. What's good? So, uh, what do we got going on? It's a it's it's officially fantasy baseball season. Some of us have been here for a very long time. Uh, might not have ever left for twenty years, but uh, you know the Super Bowl came and went. So it, it's our time now. You know this is what it's all about, and that's why we're up to two viewers instead of just one to Woo! get started here. You know, oh, baseball time, up. boys. Baseball time. Let's do it. You know, we got some news this week. We got uh, Andy into into. Uh, into the Turf Wars, part of the Earth League, which is uh, about as prestigious as it gets. You know, it, it's it's regional. And I'm excited about it for one reason, and one reason only, because this is my first chance to play against the two of you and the best competition out there, mm-hmm. right, at the same time. We've played in TGFBI. We've played in other NFBC-type things and whatever, either as as – teammates or in separate leagues where we're talking about it but we've never been in a draft against each other with the best talent out there so this should be fun it should be a lot of fun i i see nick madrigal going in like the sixth round (laughs) (laughs) oh with with his uh 12 home runs and his two stolen bases yeah yeah that's ridiculous man can we talk about that for a second without naming names (laughs) seriously Uh, if you're one of the major content providers out there for fantasy sports, obviously you put a projection model out there so so everyone could look at it and whatnot. And it's impossible not to see it. Like I don't look at these. I don't go by what ESPN or CBS or Fantrax or any of these team these these spots put for their projections. 
but you can't help but see it when you sign in and look at your team. How do you project Nick Madrigal to bat 267 with 11 home runs and four stolen bases? I don't care how much you hate him. You got the wrong guy. It's pretty bad. Like, that's as bad as it gets. 52 home runs for other people. Like, come on. 52 home runs, 34 52. stolen bases, 52. 130 runs scored, 130 RBIs. Oh, my goodness. That's realistic. Dude, if Jesus Christ came down right show. now and was batting leadoff for the Mets, I wouldn't project those stats for him. <laughs> come on. All right. Um, so we're excited for Earth, for Earth uh, Turf Wars. It's pretty funny. Like I, I was actually like having a withdrawal because because my last uh, NFBC draft is about to end. I'm in the 30th round. Where I'm taking my second catcher, which will be Jonah Heim, which we'll talk about another day. Um, and I'm like, what am I going to do? I have no draft tomorrow whatsoever. Razzball doesn't Raz Slam doesn't start till Tuesday. And then I realized my 30 team league. I have my first year player draft next year next tomorrow. <laughs> right back into it, man. One day draft. So let's do it. And then TG FBI on the horizon. So we got a lot of prep work to do. Um, and then home league seasons come in. I don't know what we're looking at, you know, any more NFBC work down the road, but we got, we got, uh, we got our three industry leagues. You know, I got, I got one, two, three, four, four home leagues and God knows what else is coming, you know? So it, it's, it's game time now, right? Overwhelming. It's game time. I yeah. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, the fantasy concierge is where it's going to be. That's where we're going to make our money. That's where we're making our mark. This guy's <laughs> drinking a high noon. Look at that. Why not? Why not? High it's, noon. Uh, Little Cabernet. What do you got, Andy? I have uh, Dr. Got? Pepper and Tito's. Dr. Pepper and Tito's. Yeah. I got a hundred ca hundred calories. hundred. You calories. see the size of that Tito's back there waiting for you? You never come over anymore. I don't know. That's a problem. <laughs> All right, we'll check that out. No problem. All right, so let's get into it. We're going to talk some baseball today. We're going to talk about some players that are kind of jumping off the page at us in one way, shape, or form. Um, you know, some of it might be good. Some of it might be bad. I'm not going in any particular order, but let, let me start with uh, the Rangers. Let's let's start with the Rangers, okay? They're, they're in the news this week. I don't know why because, you know, they're not allowed to be in the news, but – they're talking about Matt Olson as as a possible trade target for this guy Nate Lowe, what it, it, among other prospects. What, what do we think about that? Olson's pretty solid. Do we think that that park shift to Texas would be a huge huge uh, improvement for him? And you know, what about the rest of the, the Rangers lineup? Are you guys into that or? I think it's a good move for the, the Rangers. Yeah, I mean, they're they're I, seemingly all in. I mean, I mean, we all like uh, Nate Lowe and everything, but I mean, Olsen has power. It doesn't matter where he hits; he's going to hit, hit the ball out. And then when you add the other uh, hurt guys in the middle infield, and then you know they're talking about you know not playing Huff a catcher to go with Heim and all the other guys. It looks like they're really focused on uh, going for it all. All right, talk about the. Uh... The rest of that situation, man. Uh, Josh Young, Jung, Young, Jung, whatever his yeah. name is. You know, Ooh. let's go with Young. Young. So, so it sounds like a pretty serious injury. Shut down is yeah. always a scary word. Yeah, Isaiah um, kind of la 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 la. He's uh, falafel, falafel, falafel. He's now coming back. It's Ralph Kiner falafel. His <laughs> uh, three point nine ADP is about to uh, triple. Yeah, he does a little bit of everything. He's he's a nice player. 
Yeah, but he was nice when he had the catcher eligibility. Now it's that was even shortstop, better. third base. That's it. All well, right. Well, people say third base is weak, but listen, it's top, I, it's top heavy. I don't have a problem with third base. It's first base I have a problem with. I, it's killing me. I'm actually thinking about getting in on Matt Olson here and there because he's going somewhere. It, it, it gets ugly, man. You know, you got that. You got that tier at the back end that I kind of like with with Walsh and. And uh, Reese and and Votto and CJ Crone, I could I could live in that, but if you miss out on that, especially in a fifteen teamer, if you're on one of the ends, you could be in trouble. If you miss out on that, you're, you know you're praying that Anthony Rizzo has a has a, a good landing spot. If you miss out on that, you're done. So, Madison's the third first baseman getting taken yeah. off the board. No way, I'll yeah. pass. Yeah. All right. Cool. Texas doesn't bump it up for you. No. Andy, I got I got a lefty power hitter that I'm buying in on. That's real sneaky. That nobody is going to know anything about. Roberto Ramos. Well, we want money guy. off him. We want money off him in DFS. DFS man. Yes. KBO. Absolutely. KBO. Let's go. The monster man. LG. And you know how old he is? Is it 27? He's 27. Oh god. <laughs> that, that, that's a sweet spot for Jeff. Yes. He, gets, he yes. gets excited. He yes. gets excited for tw- 27 year old boys. All right. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I love this guy. 38 home runs two years ago last year. He was banged up a little bit, right. uh, you know, for the LG Twins. Not not that great of a team. So, but, so what are you going to do with Dahlbeck? Um, I don't know. What are you going to yeah. do with Casas? Don't, don't worry about know. that. Don't worry about him. Don't worry about him. Yeah. Is this a DH? I mean, he's going to have to mash to get into the lineup, obviously. Mash, but – this is somebody if, if you're if you're doing a 50 round uh you know draft champions you got to take this guy at the back end there, there's just too much power potential he was hitting 30 home runs in the minors before he went over to korea yeah um and, and the reason that he left is because he had a 29 percent strikeout rate and they're like oh this isn't gonna work well guess what happened in those two years everybody, everybody. went to 29 percent strikeout rate and he went to korea and you know what his strikeout rate was there Twenty-nine percent, twenty-nine percent. So, by Roberto Ramos. Uh, if and if, if you have a, uh, I, I don't know if he's eligible for first-year player drafts, but no. If you have a draft like we do, where you know in the third round of a, a farm draft, where the top hundred prospects are already gone, and you're looking at fiftieth pick overall. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andy. Let's let's uh, move into the infield here. I, I I just wanted to talk a little KBO for a minute. I'm going to talk some Japanese baseball at the end of the show, though. So, oh boy, oh boy. Sal Perez, Sal Perez. His ADP is 33, which is the freaking third round, right? 48 homers last year, which represents 25 percent of his career home runs, and 121. RBIs is are we going to repeat on this? Is there no, any shot? Can. I know you profited huge off of Sal Perez last year, huge and good for that. Mm-hmm. Just not buying this year. It's just the, the price is too high. Uh, he never hit more than twenty-seven home runs uh, before last year, so I just don't see it happening again. I mean, he can get in the thirties, but you know that's a tremendous drop from what he did last year, and I just don't like chasing people coming off of career years. Yeah, I I can't blame you on that, Nick. You out. Yeah, you're you're paying for last year's home run total at that point. Right. I'm, I'm just I'm just out on that. I, I truly believe that if you're going to pay up this year for a catcher, it's 
Riomoto or Will Smith, you have to fade Sal Perez. You can't pay mm-hmm. third. You can't pay third round. Your team's going to be disgusting. And if 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 he doesn't do any like like Will Smith, it, he's going to get you three three to five stolen bases. G- JT Riomoto is going to give you a fifteen or twenty. That's mm-hmm. why those catchers are of that value. Everybody is going to hit home runs. You don't, don't forget. Need that. Yeah. Don't forget yeah. Dalton Varshow. Dalton Varshow yeah. is a big one. Uh, that's the second tier. Whose guy that's was that tier. two years ago? Big time. You've been yeah. on him for a long time, man. I'm waiting for it to pay off. But I was going to pay off. I just hate these players that you're on so far in advance. And I've done this so many times yeah. in, in our life that you're on them so far in advance that by the time mm-hmm. they pay off, it's like you're done with them yeah. and you've moved on, you've traded them, you can't invest. Oh, yeah. Kind of like uh, me and Nick with Mitch Keller this year. He's throwing 100 miles an hour. Yeah, wrong Keller. It's not gonna happen. I don't want any of them. I want no Keller. No Keller. <laughs> who's better than Who's better than that Keller? No Keller. No Keller. <laughs> All right, that's great. All right, let's talk about. Uh, let's go to the New York Mets for a second. Let's talk about hey. Francisco Lindor. We're, we're actually going to go on a shortstop for quite a quite a few minutes now. Andy Lindor. We have him. We we've been buying him in dynasty leagues and it's mostly because of price um you know he's being treated as if he's like 40 years old but he's only 28 um i'm buying in on him on dynasty leagues but are are you paying the price of 50th overall in redraft as well yeah yeah i I just think it's it's uh cheaper uh he has more production than he has i think last year was a very bad year making a transition new york having some bad People around him, like Javier Baez, who's gone, like with that, it's just it's just horrible. So I just think that he's going to be more focused. I think he'll probably trade Jeff McNeil so he doesn't have to fight anybody in the dugout again. You know, I mean, you're looking at in 2018, he had 38 home runs and like what was that 25 stolen bases or something like that. And then the next year he had 32 and 22. He's batting 277 to 284. Last year was horrible, all right, and the the lockout year was horrible. I think he's going to come back in, and I think he'll be ready to roll. New New Park, first year jitters. Now he's settled in. I think he's going to be good. Yeah, I agree. Good value. Nick, Nick let me ask you. At similar ADP, uh, Lindor is going 50th. You could get Wander Franco at 54. Where are you at with that? Yeah, I got, I got a little. I got a little prepa- uh, preparation here. Um, I'm going <laughs> to give. I'm going to give you. Uh, I'm going to give you two players here. Okay. Um, let me look at my things here. Are you looking at notes right now? Notes, yeah. notes, notes. notes. All right, I, I didn't know if there was notes. a notes. A chandelier no, I got a little, for I got a sale. So his ADP is fifty-five. <laughs> I'm going to give you two players here, really quick. This is off the steamer projections. Player A, twenty, uh, hundred forty-three games projected, twenty-three homers, seventy-six RBIs, eighty-one runs, seventeen stolen bases. Player two, one forty-nine games, nineteen homers, eighty-four RBIs, eighty-five runs, ten stolen bases. Who would you rather have? The first player's ADP is 133. The second one is 55. All right. Well, I'm obviously going to take 133. Yeah. So that's well, Willie. That's Willie, Adam, that's Willie Adamas right there. Yeah. Wow. Franco with similar and similar stat lines. And you're talking. And he got shipped 80, out of town for him. And he's in a new park. So if you look at the ADP of 55, you got guys like Pete Alonzo, Austin Riley. Peralta, Chris Sale, all going to 55 that you could just take right there. 
Nice. nice. Or hey. one, you wait to 133. I mean, even 157, Luis Urias, he's sitting there. He's projected oh. 20 homers. Dansby Swanson, 123 ADP. He's got a similar stat line. Brendan Rodgers is sticking that 161. Similar streamer projection. We're paying for the name. Don't. I think I think he's going to be a better player yeah. than fantasy player. Real life, I, real I life player. Fantastic. Not at this fantasy. point. Sell the name. All right, a Andy, give me your best case scenario on Wander Franco for this year. Uh, it'll be. Uh, There's another guy named Andy in the chat that wa wants to know. He th he thinks Lindor is going to beast, but he wants to know what Wander Franco's uh, what Wander Franco's ceiling <laughs> oh. is. Well, that guy's trying to trade me Lindor. That's why he's trying to up his value. No reason <laughs> against him. We get that. But uh, I think Wander Flanker is going to hit 17 to 20 home runs. He's going to get six to eight stolen bases. He's going to bat 280. He's going to have 100 to 110 runs scored and maybe 90 RBI. All right. That's not, not much vanilla. that's not vanilla, but it's like kind of cherry vanilla. That, right? That's best. That's best. Cherry food. vanilla with some sprinkles. There, there's no hot fudge going on. I mean, the guy had a huge record getting on base as a rookie. Like he, he's a really good hit tool, amazing hit tool. All right, because we always, me and Jeff always said no one should get an 80 hit tool, and we always said Vlad shouldn't get an 80 hit tool. Franco got the same one, but you know, like Franco did show a lot in his rookie year. Right, and and let me say also that. Vlad has exceeded everyone's expectations. He's a first-round player now, and he's nowhere near an 80-hit tool. So thank you. I was right. All right, so let's stay on shortstop, Andy, because you won't give me credit for that. A <laughs> um, couple of guys that I'm fading, and I want to see if you agree with. Uh, Marcus Simeon. I can't say that on live right now. I can't do that right now. Oh, you're trying to trade him to this I'm guy? I'm trying to trade Marcus Simeon to Andy McGann for Lindor. It's just working <laughs> against me. Just working against me here. I should not have sent him the link to watch me. But uh, Simeon coming off a career you year. You reap what you We're not chasing huge years again. He's not going to do that. You have to realize that he played in AAA Marley Parks for half the season last year. All right, His numbers are inflated. I, I feel he's going to regress. I don't feel he's worth the 34 where he's getting picked, ADP. But – He's good for dynasty, but I, I wouldn't take him at the ADP of thirty-four. All right, what what if they add to the lineup? Let's let's say they add Matt Olson to the lineup, and then he has protection of Corey Seager and Matt Olson behind him. Are they going to run? You know, you know, is that is, is that where it loses? Then is, is they're not going to run as much? Are they? No, no. He'll, he'll, you know, he'll still be he'll still be around ten to twelve stone bases probably. All right, what 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 about Trevor Story? I'm all out on him. I'm all out. What if he goes to the Yankees? I don't. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He he's he's horrible. All right, I'm gonna give you some some. What if he ends up again. in? What if he ends up in Philly? I mean, that's a small little baby bark too. Yeah, but he's, 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 nice. he's, he's not because we know who's gonna be playing shortstop for the Phillies this year. All right, so let's we'll focus talk about on, that later. Yes, let's focus on uh, Story. And here is the true story. All right. He has 1,421 at bats at home, 1,401 at bats on the road. Uh, his bang average at home is 303. Away, 241. He has 95 home runs at home, only 63 on the road. He That's is. Career? Yes. Okay. Okay. He is. His numbers are Colorado based. Obviously, people are going to pay up. It doesn't matter where he plays, he's still going to run. 
and that provides value for the people that are chasing steals. But I'm not paying 39 for this guy who's going to bat 240 on the road, which could be home. I agree. End of story. <laughs> oh, he's he's here all night, ladies and gentlemen. Tip your servers. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I'm out. Here, here's my problem with story, and I I've been doing the Lindor thing a lot because I you know I do a lot of pitcher pitcher, and then I feel confident with Lindor as my first or second hitter going in in that you know third round whereabouts fourth round whereabouts i i just feel so confident in the depth of shortstop that i i don't need to mess around with trevor story and simeon i i, I i'm doing better things there you know m most of the time right now we're drafting closers uh so that we don't have to play that game when everybody else is drafting trevor story and whatnot right god what about another name that doesn't get any Kind of uh, respect Jorge Polanco. I love yeah. that guy. Yeah, uh, he's, he's no, but his ADP is really low. Like it's he's a a good value. Mm -hmm. All right, or you could go way deep and go for my boy O'Neill Cruz. Or you get Cruz. those, or you can get those fourteen home runs from Nick Madrigal. No, what? <laughs> wrong God, position. I can't get over it. Uh, that's hilarious. All right, um, Andy. Uh, Talk to me about Alex Kirilov because I can't stop drafting this guy. Dude, I love you, man. I love I you. I don't want to. No, I don't no. want to. What have I turned you into? It's, it's not, not you. It's my guy. It's me. No. It's not you. It's not you. It's me. Oh. God. <laughs> God, like, I need a tissue. I'm going to start crying again. Like, whoo. AK-47 is my guy. He is going to be a matcher in the middle of the lineup. He I've written articles on him. I talk about him all the time. I lost a bet with you on air last year about him. It's still my guy, and you're coming to the dark side. All right, he's a masher sitting in the middle of the lineup. He does not get any kind of slumps because he's going to be hit the ball the opposite field, uses all fields, his huge power. His, uh, one of his full last years in the Myers, I think he had like 15 home runs and 12 more at opposite field. That's ridiculous for a left-hander. I hate hitting the ball left field, but – he does, and he does really well. And ah, God. all right. So we're gonna relive the bet. The bet last year was from one of our viewers. Who who will be better rest of season, Joey Votto or Alex Kirilov? And we were on the opposite sides, and I was right because I took Votto. He was coming off an injury, but he mashed in the second half. Yeah. So who would you rather have this year, Joey Votto? Or Alex Kurloff. That's and, tough. It's tough because I, I think Votto still has some in, in him. And yep. uh, I'm sure he's, he's still a good value where he's coming from. But I gotta this pull is going to be the year. I, gotta pull it, I didn't write down their ADP because I just thought to ask uh, you that question. Kr I'm going to pull it up right now. Uh, Kurloff's like 174, something like that. Right, and Votto is going up around Reese Hoskins and CJ Crone in the in the you know early one hundreds. I rather take so probably two three rounds earlier. Yeah. But so the it's, biggest, it's not the even biggest, a, it's not even it's not even about who is being drafted where. Votto or Karolov, who are you taking? Five by five, straight up. Karolov, let's go. Yeah, AK forty seven. I think I'm with you. 
Now, now the the real article that we've had was always Kirillov versus Trevor Larnick. Where do we stand with that? Uh, that was the the career. <laughs> Who's going to have the better career? Yeah. And you know, Mister Larnick's career has not yet started, so. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will plead the fifth at this at this moment. All right, all right, all right. Um, last infielder that I'm kind of into this year, and he's being drafted just outside the top 200 at 201. And this pains me because I've been addicted to this guy for a couple of years. It's Eugenio Suarez, mm-hmm. and you can tell me I'm nuts. Let me let me throw some numbers at you. Last year, in the first half, now remember. They were using him at shortstop, which was horrible. He was the worst shortstop of all time. Um, after 35 games or so, they moved him back to third base and whatever. So his first half of the season, he was focused on learning a new position that he sucked at. Um, so first half last year, ISO 197, OPS 682, walk rate 8.4, strikeout rate 29.8, 18 home runs, right? In the second half, ISO went from 197 to 286. His OPS from 682 to 859. Walk rate from 8.4 to 12.1. Strikeout rate from 29.8 to 29.8. If it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it's a <laughs> duck, right? And the home runs went down to 13, but it was in 100 less at-bats. So he was decidedly better. He was a major league level hitter in the second half last year. But so many people put him on the waiver wire and ignored him, and then they picked him up, and then he sucked and all this. The last month, I I think he had like eight home runs in the last three weeks. He was a masher, and he's ready to go. Um, Do you think Mike Moustakis is going to stand in his way? He's going to be the DH there. Exactly. Exactly. This is a universal DH situation now. Eugenio Suarez, it, it, you know, he, you have to accept he's going to bat 210. That's part of what, what's ca- coming on. But would you rather have Joey Gallo, Eugenio Suarez, or are they the same player? They're basically the same player, aren't they? One's probably a little cheaper, too. Suarez ADP, right? I, I don't have Joey Gallo's ADP yeah. in front of me right now because I was not prepared to say that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, I, I, I see the I like it I'm buying a Heino Suarez yeah. for, for those that are concerned about third base and saying that it's thin and they're not buying into it and you're you're way late God yeah, you know he's being drafted 200th overall that's that's crazy that's like round 17 go for it why not and if I'm wrong you cut him Cool. Who's the guy? The, who's the guy we've been drafting there? We've getting uh, Toro. Yeah, Abraham Toro. I, Toro. I, I'm a big fan. Multi position. Does a little bit of everything. Fifty spots after Suarez. Yeah, that's and then not Candelaria. Bad. Candelaria. Those are the two guys that I've been getting. Yeah, that's not bad right there. There's three names, man. Like, like I'm not. I'm not worried about third base. I'm not. First base, I am. Third base, I'm not. Okay. All right, let's go into the outfield. Yeah, really, really one more name I brought up too. I oh, you got down. one. All right. Yeah, I'm a little concerned with this one. It's uh, Bobby Witt. Um, never seen major league pitching, and his ADP is in the top 100 right now. We don't even know if he's going to start the season in the majors. I mean, he should. 
but ADP is 93. And uh, Nick is purple. <laughs> and I'm purple. That's my, my computer oh screen. Oh, my shut off. goodness. <laughs> um, around 93, you can get guys like Jonathan India, Brian Reynolds, Stanton, Correa, Alex Bregman, guys like that. Um, Bobby Witt, you're, you're drafting a question mark. Never seen Major League Pitching before. Um, high school base tool. Steals is the big one. Steals is the big one. That's why he's going high. But is he going to start right away? That's a big question. Well, we'll find out this week after they uh, sign the uh, agreement. We see the CBA. We see what's actually nice. involved there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We have to we have to see what his availability is going to be. Is he going to? Are they going to wait two months before they bring him up? Is he a day one starter? That all matters. That that all makes a big difference. I I'm not big on drafting unknowns. I like to I like to know what the hell I'm getting into. Yeah. You know, I, I, obviously, I in, in our home league, which is a dynasty league, I have him, and I, I'm holding him as if he's. Well, I have him in Skidoo. You have him in the other one. All right, we'll trade. I, I'm holding him as if I have a first round player. I, I as if I have, you know, Boba Shed on my hands. Yeah, and, I realize and, that. Um, that's that's the way I'm looking at it. Okay. Yeah, I'm not giving it up. <laughs> you gotta pay. You gotta pay as if he's already done it in that in that format. But in redraft, I'm scared. I don't want any part of it. Um, Jim Bowden today called Bobby Witt a 40-40 player with multiple MVPs. That's a little scary. Was he drinking on on set like we are? <laughs> he might have been. <laughs> I think he was drinking oh. high noons because it was about high noon at the time oh, that he good. said it. 100, 100, 100 calories. Yep. All right, Nick, I'm going to pop some uh, bubble for you here. We're going to talk about your boy. Cedric Mullins? Yeah, let's talk about That's Cedric Mullins. That's a guess. ADP 32. I haven't written on my uh, ADP fade, actually. Fade? All right. So so why are you fading him at ADP 32? Because he did it for one year. Uh, pick 32 is a really risky. I, I can't do it at 32. I mean, I'm... My first round, I'm looking for steals. If I'm drafting at 32, it's because my first pick or two is uh, no steals. That's it. Uh, he's just done it for one year. He's not consistent with it. I mean, I hope he proves me wrong because I have him for a dollar in our home league. But That's yeah, different. That's totally different. I'm, I'm oh, re 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 redraft. I'm avoiding unless right. I'm desperate for saves at that point. I, I think we're all in agreement here on this pod that we're not chasing career years with their ADP. Not doing no, it. Not you're paying for last, you're paying for last year. You said it perfectly, and I have some data to back that up for you. <laughs> Perfect, huh? Oh, somebody did some work. So, since go. 2015, every <laughs> single year, there's been exactly one player that was drafted after the 12th round but returned first-round value. Okay? So drafted after round 12, but his value was first-round. So let's go through these players real quick, okay? And thanks to uh, Ryan Bloomfield from Baseball HQ, I, I can give you some uh, some auction dollar amounts, which will kind of show you their actual value. So 2015, Dallas Keuchel, 20 wins, 232 mm. innings, 216 strikeouts. I don't think he's – I didn't think he had 216 strikeouts in his career. That's crazy. Won the Cy Young, $38 return, okay? But the next year, $2 return, okay? Oof. So that's what we're looking at. We're looking at year two after the breakout on all these players that were drafted after round 12, all right? 
2016, it was Jonathan VR. Similar player to Central Bullets. $37 the next year, $8 return. Aaron Judge, this might be the success story, $38. The next year, $20 return. So he's still let, let down almost half the return, but $20 return, you're, you're still okay with that. The next year, it was uh, Blake Snell, $37 value. The next year after that, $3. The next year, Kettle Marte, similar player to Cedric Mullins. $33. The next year, $9. Uh, last year, it was Mullins. The year before, um, 2020, obviously, you know, shortened season, 60, 60 game season, it was Luke Voigt. Who was $34 last year? He returned $13. Cedric Mullins was worth $30 last year. So we're sh showing a track record for six straight years where a player drafted after the 12th round that gave first round value in return shat the bed the next year. So I'm kind of betting on that trend continuing. So Cedric Mullins, $9 max bid for me. We're going to talk later a little bit more about the uh, renovations to Camden Yards and how that affected everything. But one way that I think this will be affected, they moved the, the fences back um, about 30 feet, which makes their uh, dimensions mirror PNC Park. Um, Ryan Mountcastle and Trey Mancini would have lost 14 home runs. These are the guys that bat after Cedric Mullins. So they would have lost a total of 14 home runs if they played in PNC Park last year. So let's say that takes 10 runs off of Cedric Mullins. You've already lost a couple dollars worth of value right there, right? So I got concerns, man. I'm not feeling good about it. Agreed. Cedric Mullins, sorry, Justin Mason. Not doing it in the third round. <laughs> All right, Andy, talk to me about Yabba Dabba Akil Badu. I was uh, totally against him last year. Hate him. Oh, there's a Russian sex bot. All right, there we go. Um, Russian so, sex hey. bots, ladies. <laughs> We're back. So, uh, Akil Badu, I was totally against him last year. He was a, a Rule 5 guy. They had to keep him on the roster. Uh, he, he only had uh, played A ball. You know, he never played in double A AA or triple A. was thrown right into the wolves. Uh, really had issues with contact and was struggling a little bit. Wind up having, I think, 13 homers, 18 stolen bases, that 259 uh, showed a lot of development through the year. I think that more is to come, and I think he's growing as a player. And I think you're going to look at a 2020 season this year. Wow. Yeah, a hot second half. Yeah. Really propelled you know, him. When you don't play above A ball and you get thrown to the Wolves like that, I, I'm, I was impressed. And I was totally against him in the beginning of the year, and I, I'm a buyer now. Especially well, uh, 158, I'll take him. Well, what mm -hmm. Nick just Nick just said nails at home. He came out hot in the beginning, and he was the hot name pickup in the beginning after Cedric Mullins, obviously. And then he went, you know, mediocre through mm -hmm. the, the end of the season. But the last six weeks, he was red hot, and he was back on, on the same traje trajectory as he was in the beginning of the season. So that leads to, uh, you know, some signs of encouragement. Definitely. Cool. Andy, who do you think is my highest drafted outfielder so far this year? Cody? Cody Bellinger? No. 
believe it or not. I'm I'm going to try to fix that, but Joe okay. Joe Adele Joe Adele uh, no. definitely not no zero way. shares. Uh, so far, it's Miles Straw, mm. and he he's actually making me not need Nick Madrigal on my team. It, it's oh. kind of crazy. Oh oh oh! Uh, like I believe in Nicky, but like like roster construction is roster construction. I'm not trying to be right here. I'm trying to win. So. Yeah, Miles Straw is very durable. He he played in 158 games last year. He's going to lead off for Cleveland. What's their team name? Guardians. I don't know. Guardians. And here's the thing. Last year, Cleveland was third in MLB in stolen bases attempts, where Houston, where he started, is in the bottom 10 in the league. They just don't run because they have so many boppers, and that's just not part of their game. So the opportunity to run is going to be there on the regular. He's going to be batting leadoff on this team, so his runs are going to go up. Um, he's going to be batting after uh, probably Ahmad, Ahmad Rosario, I would think. He's a low on-base percentage guy. But the one thing about Ahmad Rosario is he sees a lot of pitches. He sees 3.6 pitches per at-bat, so he's going to make an opportunity for Straw to run which is what they need to do because Jose Ramirez is their three-hole hitter, and he's basically you know, the majority of their offense. The fact that Framil Reyes bats after him, protects him from you know, straw stealing second and then them just walking Ramirez because you know, Framil could put it into the seats on a, on a regular basis. So I, I think that he's going to approach 100 runs. 30 stolen bases is relatively easy. You're going to have to deal with four or five home runs. He doesn't hit the ball hard. His hard hit rate is way below league average. But he, he just fills a category at a low ADP. Love it. Yeah, we're buying in? Oh, yeah. I've already had shares of them. Yeah, it's, it's an opportunity cost problem, though, because those first basemen that we were talking about earlier, um, Jared Walsh, Reese Hoskins, they're all kind of in the same spot. So when I take straw, it has to be for a reason. I have to be on a team that I need the stolen bases or I'm in trouble. And, it, you know, it basically means I'm going to end up with Kirilov as my first baseman afterwards. Winner. Yeah, that's cool. All right, let's talk about a uh, first baseman who's now an outfielder, uh, Andrew Vaughn. Where are you at with that? Two thirty four eighty p. Don't shake your head, Nick. I'm gonna sell. I, I like him. I like him. All right, I like all right. him. Uh, never play another one who's never played uh, above a ball and got thrown into the majors. Not only did he get thrown into a major majors into a contender, but they also threw him in a position he never played before. So he had problems playing left field. He's a horrible left fielder. Uh, I feel that he's going to rebound. He's He had some good numbers, solid numbers as a rookie. And he's always had a good pedigree of using all the fields, got power uh, at the ADP. I think it's a, it's a great buy. All right, I'll take it. No problems. With 200, that. Uh, 250 at-bats in the minors. That's it. Yep. And But he's only, a, he's only eligible in the outfield right now, which kind of – takes it away a little bit. If he had first base eligibility or the the potential to gain first base eligibility, that would be exciting. Yeah. Um, 
outfield it's it, it, it's it's you know it's vanilla it's cherry vanilla with some sprinkles a little bit of whipped cream on top right with up with upside yeah, possibly definitely. two possibly two cherries on top double cherry all right no problem <laughs> all right any other hitters you guys want to talk about before we go to the mound for a little bit um just two I have people i find myself a lot of the cbs mocks i do with um cbs crew I find myself a lot of times taking Yelich at 100 or Bellinger 99. That's their current ADPs. I think those are steals, personally. Um, I, fi I find myself drafting consistently. I oh, see Bellinger been, always making it everything. What You've been in football mode for a long time. Me and Jeff have been talking about that for two months now. Mm -hmm. Oh, why not? Oh, why uh, it, was actually, it was actually worse. Like it, Bellinger was even farther down. It's like, he's only 26 years old. He had major health issues. And... He's got an MVP award. He's hitting in, uh, yeah. you know, a monster lineup. Totally great. Buying on both of them. And uh, two more I got written down here. Um, Jeff, you had me ask you, Nicky Lopez, what's your thoughts? Uh, he's crappy version of Nick Madrigal. He's I, the uh, I he's think the it's vanilla. Dollar, dollar tree, the Dollar Tree version of Nicky Madrigal. Yeah, <laughs> Nick Ma if Nick Madrigal all, is all the, the, is the he Nick Madrigal is five below. And <laughs> all right, Nikki Lopez is Dollar Tree. So, so what's, that, what's that make my straw? Uh, I don't know, a dime bag. <laughs> oh, god, and, uh, uh, Nikki Lopez, people my are dog's chasing, looking for it. He, people are chasing, will chase Nikki Lopez because of the steals. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. I, I, I feel like it's a chase, like, I, I, have, I don't uh, think it's gonna repeat. I have Andy's boy written down here at 309, Riley Green. I will find myself drafting him all over the place if I can. Just not in turf, so don't even bother taking him. He'll, he'll be gone. Well, well, here's the thing about Riley Green, okay? If you're in, you know, let, let's talk standard NFBC. So the, that's what most leagues are. 30 rounds where seven of your rounds are bench, and you start 23 players in a 15-team league. Riley Green is not going as a starter. He's going in the bench rounds. So yeah. it's it makes perfect sense to draft him in the bench rounds because mm -hmm. if he doesn't make the team or, you, you know, whatever, you just caught him. That's league if, winning he, upside. if he makes the team or, you know, you, you could sit on him and wait a month or whatever, you have a potential, like, eighth-round return on the guy. So there, there's no reason yeah. not to do this. I just finished – Drafting a 15 team uh, league, and I was going, I think it was round 25. I was get, I, I had my finger on the button and he went to pick before me, and I was pissed. Right. And I'm not a Riley Green guy, but it no. just makes yeah. so much sense to do this because if he is what he, if he is what he's supposed to be and right, he gets cool. the opportunity, like, and, and you're getting him in the bench rounds, or, you know, if you're in a redraft auction. Two three dollars, which is what I got Kellenic for last year. Two three dollars. Why not? Green will be the best hitting rookie on the Tigers this year. Mm -hmm. Okay, no doubt. Okay, I can't hate that. I'm not a torque guy, man. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm just not a Torkelson guy. His ADP is sky high. Yeah. And it's because the position sucks. So yeah, I, I I'll take that. I'm on, I'm on board with you. Let's make that. That's a stack attack bold prediction. Riley Green over Spencer Torkelson, at least in 2022. No, cool. 
Nope. Yeah, I think that's nope. pretty career. No career. Ooh, career. He's a better. Hair I said at least. Well, I'm saying. I'm saying career. I put it down. All right. <laughs> All right, Andy. Any pitchers that are uh, lightning rods for you that you want to talk about? Uh lightning rods. Good, bad, like what do you want? I mean, whatever. I you know, they, uh, they they peak your interest. Good, the bad, the ugly, whatever. Well, I, I'm uh all in on almost all the pitchers for the Detroit Tigers and the Marlins this year. And I've been saying that for months now, uh, ever since uh both teams acquired gold glove catchers. And I feel that Erod is gonna have a good year, better year than last year. And that was my guy last year. He's gonna be better this year. Uh uh, Scooble, Mize, those not Matt Matt Manning, but the two Scooble and uh, Mize, you know, and then all the Marlins pitchers. Oh, I just, you know, you're you're just getting a guy who handles uh, the pitching staff. I'm all in on him. Yeah, they, they finish that point off though, like about who's handling the pitchers. Oh, you talk well, about the catchers. Yeah, a Barnhart and you got Stallings. Both uh, were traded this year. Uh, and um, I, I think uh, they're going to be great. They're going to be handling the pitchers. They're going to be running the staff. Ah, you know, all you know. I'm a catcher, so I I took control of the the staff, and I think both guys are going to be good. Barnhart's great with the the framing as well, as long as there's no computer umpire. So we're in good shape. Yeah, how much is that going to suck? It's it's yeah. coming. It's yeah, coming. It is. It's coming. Listen, I, I, I know a guy that works for Replay in MLB. I, I can't say his name, obviously. They're already preparing for robot umpires. Good. The technology is already in place. It's already Good. up to the AAA level this year. So, Angel it, Martinez, it, you're gone. gone. It's coming. Angel yeah. Martinez, you're gone. No, he'll be the best. <laughs> because what happens is the, the, they're, they're still going to have home plate umpires the ball's going to cross the plate. The technology will say whether it's a ball or a strike, and somebody like me and you right now will be sitting here with Nearbud and say, Angel, strike, and he has to go, strike. How easy is that job? <laughs> that sucks. He's still so, going to go the opposite. No, that's a ball. That's a ball. <laughs> he sucks. All right. Any, any other pitchers jumping out at you? How about uh, how you feel about the White Sox rotation? Um, I'm a big Giolito guy. Always yeah. been. Uh, Lance Lynn. That stack tack always has him on our, our team. And uh, you know, good riddance to uh, Carlos Rodon. All right, good riddance. He's good riddance. All right, oh, yeah, that's right. He's a free agent. He's a free agent. So yeah, that's why he's sitting out, uh, he's sitting out well, there. Well, well, he wasn't offered a qualifying offer after having a a, a Cy Young type season. Yeah. Right, what does that tell you? It's a huge red flag. Says that you know, White Sox know your medicals, know your arm's about to explode, and they decide not to give you a qualifying offer. I'm just he's he's 29 years old. I mean, why wouldn't you do that? You've been a, a career uh, White Sox fan, a, a player. Why would they let you go for free? Something's wrong. I'm not, I'm not in. I'm out. Nick just traded for Carlos Rodon about three days I told ago. Him, I, told, I told him to look at my Twitter before he did it. Well, I got Giolito in the top uh, seven pick in the deal also. So Giolito was the prize. All right, that works. That works. So you're out on, Rodone, on Rodone's Rodone. a trade. He's a trade chip. 
Crazy. Yeah, I mean, for a dollar, you got a 200 strikeout potential player. If he blows his arm out, I just cut him. Yeah. He's got him tomorrow. He's got an absolutely ugly, ugly release, man. I, I don't like his mechanics at all. Like, that's why he's always hurt. Like, I don't know, man. I, I can't do this. He was dominant for a little while, as was Giolito the year before. Um, I, I don't know. Does that have something to do with the the, the tack stuff on, on your hand? Could be. Could yeah. be. Could be. Sticky substances. Uh, uh, Rodon's best year was his rookie year. He had 3.75 ERA. Right. And then and then he had last year. So, not, not in. Sell. Cool, cool. All right. Well, when the guys came to me and said, "What are we going to podcast about Sunday?" Um, you know, like we need a topic, this and that. And my first thought was, "Let's do an entire show on John Means." <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do a whole show on John Means, but we're going to do the two-minute version. John Means business. Exactly. Okay. So the negative. What's the negative on John Means? team he's on the orioles okay um the positive is that before the lockout for god knows what reason he was rumored to be on the trade block with the mets being the most interested party um the dodgers being interested those are both great landing spots um and the one thing that was concerning me about the orioles other than the fact that they suck and they're in the al east and the wind potential is low was the left field yeah. wall, right? Well, what no. did they do? No wins. On my birthday, they took the left field wall and they moved it back and they made it equal to PNC Park, okay? So let's talk about John Means and, and uh, you know, what his skill set is, what he's good at, and, and where he lacks. So he's an extreme fly ball pitcher, gives up a lot of barrels and a very high hard hit rate, okay? Which means what? He gives up a lot of home runs. So if you move the field defense back 30, 40 feet and you realign it, if he would have pitched in PNC Park last year, it would have been 10 less home runs. Okay. Now, this is a guy with an elite walk rate, elite, elite, 4% walk rate. So his career whip is 1.08 at 28 years old. So he does not put men on base. So the only thing holding him back is the long ball. So if we move the fences back, his career 382 ERA is going to go into the high threes, 310, 320, somewhere in that range. We're going to struggle for wins. He's His uh, career uh, strikeout rate is 23%, which is league average. So he's going to strike out one per inning, and we're going to get there. His ADP before they moved the fences in on the NFBC was 224. His ADP since they moved the fences back is 222. So I'm the only one that noticed this. <laughs> like, I don't understand this. I, I, I've drafted eight NFBC leagues. And I have him on seven of them. I don't know what happened in the eighth one. Yeah. Um, you know, Andy and I traded for him in in a uh, in a dynasty league. This guy's twenty eight years old, right? He's not even eligible for arbitration yet for the first time. He won't be a free agent until he's until two thousand twenty five. This guy's got all the upside in the world. We we traded 
We traded Nick York for this dude, who's a top 50 prospect. I mean, we got some other pieces and a draft pick in return as well. It wasn't it was one for one, but that's how high I am on him. Well, here, right? here's here's my question too. Do you think he could be a trade bait towards the uh, summer if he's having a crush? Absolutely, season, like crushing it. And I Baltimore don't know. wants to sell high. Here's the problem: is if he's doing what I expect him to do, like you have to get a monster haul for somebody like this. He's pre-arb, so he's making you know basically five hundred thousand dollars a year. And he's not eligible for free agency. He's under team control. Yeah, team control. Twenty-five. So you need to get three, four, five pieces to rebuild your team to replace him. He's a perfect candidate, especially uh, when you're looking to bring him Adley in the summer or early season. You trade him, and you get more pieces. Works right there. Right. This is a guy being drafted. If 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 you're in a twelve-team league, he's being drafted in the bench rounds. Like th 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 this is a number three fantasy starter disguised as a number 10 fantasy starter. Like this is free money. Rodney Dangerfield. He got hurt last year. In the first half of the year, he was one of the best starters in the league. He pitched mm -hmm. a no freaking hitter where he mm -hmm. struck out 12. Like no respect. This guy's mm -hmm. a stud, man. Like the Orioles suck. Like I, I understand that. We got to deal with the fact that the Orioles suck. He was a popular right. waiver wire pickup too. I I think I grabbed him in a couple leagues too. Right. I will have him on every team that I draft moving forward. I I I think he is more important to my fantasy success this year than Trevor Bauer is, and that's saying a lot. So. Well, because means his ADP is not going to move up at all. It makes no sense to me. It's not going to move well, up. There's going to be nothing that he's going to Well, if he, get, if he gets traded whatever. to the Mets, he's going to go well, in the top 100. Well, that's right now. If he does, right? if he stays on Baltimore opening day, his ADP may go to 200 tops. He ain't going that high up there. So you're going to get him everywhere in the bench rounds. So these people that we're drafting against are drafting only for the sake of wins. And that's mm -hmm. it, right? That's it. They're drafting for the category wins. Which means nothing. Which is a sham category anyway. Steve Carlton great. won 27 games on a team that won 61 games. Right? But, but wins right now are a sham. It, it's going away from it. The quality starts. You get the five, six inning guys going on. It's it's all over the place now. Wins are nothing. Right. So I, I think the moral of the story is buy John Means in dynasty leagues because once the industry goes away from the win and to the quality start. I think it's soon. You got a top twenty pitcher on your hands. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, right. I'm. I'm. I'm in agreement. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Good job. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other pitchers you want to talk about? Any starters? Relievers? Anything? I'm going to give you. A, I'm going to give you guys a quick relief pitcher uh, flyer to take, which I think is going to be a monster possible hit. Last year, in this very spot, I said Mark Melanson was going to lead the major you did. leagues you in did. saves. You, he was being fault. drafted at the time behind Drew Pomerantz. This year, we're going to the same team, and we're going to Robert Suarez, who started his career in Mexico as a closer. He went over to Japan. The last two years, he saved 67 games in in Japan. Um, you know, this dude. I just saw a piece on him today. Yes, 97 miles. Yeah, it was by me. 97 miles an hour, this dude throws. 
topping off at 101. Like he's got the goods. Um, you you, you got to do this. Uh, you, you, you know, Pierce Johnson is not scaring anybody right now. Yes, they could potentially uh, sign Ian Kennedy. They could potentially trade for around. Craig Kimbrell. That's a possibility. Um, <laughs> you, you know, th th those are out there, but I'm telling you, like, take Robert Suarez in your bench rounds. You got to do it. Any other pitchers you want to talk about before we go into some of Andy's prospects? Yeah, a couple quick ones that jump out for me. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Patrick Sandoval this year. I've been trying to snag him up as much as I can, 215 ADP. Um, Tristan McKenzie's a name that I've been seeing here and there. John Gray is one of my favorite late targets. Yeah. He's out of Colorado. He's in Texas now. I love that landing spot. I, just out of Colorado in general. Same thing from Hay Marquez. If he can get out of Colorado, his ADP would skyrocket. Yo, the crazy thing is, I love Gray. Uh, we've talked about this. Gray actually has, I think, a better ERA on the at home than on the road. It, it's That's crazy, insane. Yeah, it, it's it's very close. It's like not a big difference, uh, but uh, I do like the landing spot. Yeah, that's a good landing spot with him. Uh, Joe Ryan is a uh, prospect eligible. He's another one I've been seeing, but I'm not. High, I don't think high. I don't think it's that special. Eighty two um, Tony Gosselin, been seeing. Oh, him. that's my dude. He gets a starting spot. It's a steal right now with a three twenty ADP. And then uh, my boy Aaron Ashby, he's got two seventy two right now. I'm hoping he can get some kind of roll. Yeah, that was coming. Let me go back to John Gray for a minute. The best thing that would happen to John Gray is them signing Clayton Kershaw. And the reason for that is John Gray is a very good number three starter, but right now he's in the number one spot. So the win That's potential kind of hurts on a bad team. It's a bad team. Yeah, going into the ace. All right, Andy, let's do some quick hitters on some prospects that you, know, you tell me if you're up or down on them. Give me anything you got on them, all right? Uh, mm. Let's do some hitters first. Bryson Stott, shortstop Philadelphia. Uh, it's going to be the start shortstop for the Phillies this year. Uh, he's on base percentage machine, and uh, he hasn't. He won't win you in any categories, but he does a little bit of everything. And uh, you know, I just heard great reviews about him in the uh, AFL. He, that like every time they turned around, he was on base. So it's it's exactly what he's supposed to do. He's going to uh, be a nice little table setter for Harper and Reese. And uh, I like him. All right, we got to talk to our buddy Lenny Melnick, the the resident. Uh, expert on the Arizona Fall League and see what he's got to say about that. Um, <laughs> let's stay with the hitters. John Kenzie, Noel. little speed power action, third base, Cleveland. Is this Jose Ramirez 2.0? No, no, no. There's no speed there. There's no speed. There's no some speed. speed. No, I don't think, no, okay. I don't think so. I, I, I project him to be like a not as good as him, but the type of hitter is going to be like a J.D. Martinez type. He just crushes the ball all over the ball. It's hard. Hey, contract uh, contact is off the charts. Uh, he's a monster last year. I, I think he uh, had 340, uh, 390 on base percentage, had 19 home runs. Just a monster last year. And I saw some videos of him working out too. So it's it's, uh, it's good. I like it. He's working hard. I, I think he's going to be a, a big time riser. I, he was at the end of uh, the top 30 for the Indians last year, and he's going to fly up the list. All right, nice. All right, if he's not giving me speed, Jaron Duran from the Red Sox should. What do no, you think he, about him right now? You, get, you can't steal first base. All right, I just – I'm selling him all over the place. I don't want to say too loud, but 
Uh, his tool's horrible. Uh, he showed some power last year in the minor leagues for the first time ever. Never showed it again. Struggled in the mi- in, in the majors. Huge K rate. I, I'm just not a fan. Roberto Ramos, let's go. All right. <laughs> uh, sticking with some hitters. Uh, from your team, the Mets. Mauricio, 20 years old, switch hitter, shortstop. Where you at with him? Um, I'm sell. I don't like him. I don't like his, uh, you know, he's a middle infielder. And he's got like a 40 hit, uh, 40 uh, run tool. I mean, you don't steal any bases. Yet your hit tool is like a 40. You can't make contact. You have all these tools that, you know, won't connect. You know, he's going to need a lot to actually succeed. All right. I got so, to find a hitter that you're, you're high on because we just ripped. Two in a row. Pedro Leon, give me some good no, news. No, I got nothing for you. Oh. Team, team Jeremy Pena, let's go. Team uh, Jeremy Pena, okay. I, I think, uh, you know, Leon's got some good tools. But I, I'm just not – if you, you don't have a good hit tool, you're not going to keep a strong role. And he's a 40-hit tool guy. He's not, he's not going to hit the ball. He, he can't make good contact. Uh, he has developing power, but you got to make contact. He has good speed, but you got to make contact. You know, first base. He, he doesn't walk. I, I'm not a fan. All right. all right. Find somebody else, man. Don't say. All right. All right. I got one more hitter, and maybe maybe Nick will wake up on this one. Maybe he'll be excited. I'm listening. Jason Dominguez, where are we at? 19 years old. The time he's, been, uh, he's been trending down a little bit, I've seen. I don't know. He's been turning a little down, but I think he's. Uh, Why is that? Say. Why is that? Just well, he's been going down the prospect cause, list. Yeah, because when he first got signed, they put him at a seventy run tool compared to All the right. Mickey Mantle. Uh, I mean, that, come on. And by that, by the time he comes up to the majors, it could be a forty run tool. Yeah, he, that, that's he, that's the reason. He, he, yeah, he's he's all hype. All right, and I'll sell him. Give me Vol. Give me my boy Volpe. Number one pick in the dogs draft. Woo! Yeah, he's gonna be. He's gonna be. <laughs> I know the guy with the number one pick. Woo! I know a guy. <laughs> and, Andy, is there any chance that Dominguez plays at the at the double A level this year? There's a reason I'm asking, is because you know who the Yankees double A team is, right? It's the Somerset Patriots, Somerset which Patriots. is right by my house. Yeah. Any chance we get a local guy? I mean, that would be fun to go see. I mean, the last, the, the last time I went to a Somerset Patriots game, Bill Pulsiver was on the mound, and he was oh, about 270 pounds, oh, and I looked God. like he w- just got out of the clink after a DWI the night before. I went to a um, Trenton Thunder game two years ago, three years ago. It was uh, Bo Bichette playing. I, I'm not sure if Vlad was still there, but that was pretty awesome to see. Awesome. Awesome. All right, yeah. So we got that. We got that He's, piece, man. We got it. We got a double A, uh, double A field in our backyard. I, I, I know Lakewood's always been there, but that's that's you know low A. So, I mean, Andy. Yeah. What I, else I, now? I, I went to a, I went to a Lakewood game once, and it was because Shane Victorino was rehabbing there, and that's my wife's favorite baseball player of all time because she wants to move to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. That that's it for the for the hitting prospects. Andy, give me two pitchers that are are on your radar that are jumping up this year. Uh 
Yuri Perez from the Marlins. Okay. I, uh, you know, just signed. You said you love the Marlins pitchers before. Yeah. And yeah. I, this is probably the guy. Well, besides Rogers, I, I love this guy the most. Uh, I just think he's he's huge. He's a six foot eight monster uh, pitches. All his uh, pitches are developing good. Uh, just and the key is when he's this young, he just got signed. Doesn't have that many innings uh, pitched, and he has great control array, which is tough for a guy that has high upper ninety stuff and tried developing his secondary stuff. He has very good control too, and uh, I'm excited to see what he does this year. Awesome. Well, you got another one for me. I gave everybody Daniel Espino last year in this spot, and he's a yeah. he's a top ten pitching prospect now. Give me another one, Andy, that nobody else knows about. Uh, I don't, I'm sure people know about this guy, but I'm a huge fan. On, and this is where uh, things could go wrong for Gontolin, but Bobby Miller uh, from the Dodgers. Uh, he's you know he just got drafted. Uh, you know, already made Double A. He got uh, drafted in the first round in 2020. Already in Double A, dominated last year. Uh, he's going to be up this year, and he has great stuff. You know, high, yeah, 2.4 ERA. You know, under one WHIP. Um, love the guy's stuff. He's going to be up there, and he's going to be playing for a, a winning team. So we'll see what happens. All right, all right. I'm writing that down right now. Um, all right, guys. Great job today. We 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 brought it. We talked about. About thirty different players. Anybody else before we head out of here that you want to talk about, Andy? You you, you maybe have a uh, throwback for me. You want to challenge me oh, with? Oh yeah, I do, I do, and I'm I'm glad. You know, Nick is not uh, doesn't have any light blocking his face, or he's not purple anymore. So because he's going to be involved here, this we're, one's for, we're good. for him too. We're good. All right, right so now. I'll let him guess first. Then I let him guess. I first. have a perfect record here. I know. Fourteen years in the major leagues, uh, three hundred seven career bang average, three fifty eight on base percentage. Uh, 222 home runs, 2,153 hits. Stop Googling this stuff right now, Nick. I know what you're doing. Uh, one MVP award, seven all-star games, nine golden gloves. Who is he? Nick, he's going to let you go first. You're Googling, nah, you're I'm Googling out. right now. I have oh, no. What do you got? That, that, that was really like I, – I, I mean, you're just – there's just stats there. You didn't give us anything to go with. There's no, there's, yeah. there's nothing there. That's just a stat line, man. Come on, you got, you got to give us something about like something, something historical about. Okay, him, right. he was one of my. I, I mean, we, you you talked about the trade last week, you know. So that, that kind of gives us somewhere a, to go I with. It. Be a, I mean, I knew how many home runs McGriff hit. All right, so so say say the right. stat line again. Oh, 222 say, home runs. He was one of my favorite players growing up in my in the uh, in the 80s. 222 home runs. Yeah. Uh, 2,153 hits. 307 bang average. Nine Golden Gloves. Is this I grew a left-hander? I yeah, I grew up loving him. You know, the, you know, why why did you go to Nick first? It sounds like Will Clark. No, 80s man. Will Clark was a little later. All right. Well, Don Mattingly, guys. Donnie right. Baseball. God, I mean, manages a team now. I, mean, I should have said that, but I didn't knows? hear that part. That would have helped. That would have really helped. I didn't hear uh, that part. Uh, I mean, Will Clark, Donnie Mattingly, I mean, that's pretty close to the same player right there. Yeah. That's pretty close. Don, Donnie Elite Baseball defense. should have been the uh, coach of the Yankees. I have a I have a poster hanging on my wall in my man cave, and it has 
Mattingly and Keith Hernandez together both signed it. It's beautiful. How much is that worth? I don't know. So, yeah, whatever you do, don't leave your back door open. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching I'm the pretty, Sopranos. I'm, close. I'm coming to get it. Oh, <laughs> I'm, pretty close to Andy. I'm pretty close to Andy. We'll get it. We'll go get it. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys. Great job today. This has been the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast. I'm at JTrello20. This dude over here is at and Mimi. Trader Andy's at AMAC22NJ. You can check us out next week in uh, Razzlam. The week after, we'll be in TGFBI. Long term, all three of us are in the Earth Wars uh, Turf League, which is the Philadelphia to New York League, uh, with some of the heavy hitters in, elite, in uh, all of fantasy baseball. But we're ready to take it down. Right, you know what they say: if you're the smartest guy in this in the circle, you need a bigger circle. Right? Peace out, guys. Anything intelligent to say to add to that, Andy? No, not today. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got, I got, I got one. Here. I, oh, I got one. I, I caught my daughter today, uh, three year old, eat, well Friday, eating uh, onion rings with milk. Don't do that. Don't do that. Ew. Don't do onion that. rings with milk. Yeah, don't do that. Ew. It's not smart. Everyone your fantasy yeah. baseball strategy. Uh, all right, a Andy, your uh, your son's jumping you. up and down in the background, waiting to go to sleep. <laughs> my, my son, Trevor, thanks for all you do. Take us on out of here. See you soon, guys. Peace. Peace.